0: Hi. Hi!
1: Welcome to Holly Biddies! This is Caitlin. And Zoe. I don't know why I have an accent. It I just thought happened. you said
0: Holly Biddies.
1: Holly. I was like, it's our
0: Hollywood episode. <laughs> Holly Betty. Holly bitties. Big lights. No, I don't know. What do they say about the streets? I was gonna say something. You were like big lights, and I was gonna be like, white streets. I don't know. Streets are painted gold, Page just like in streets. heaven. I don't know. I don't know well. what they say about Hollywood. Handprints. What do they say? What do they say?
1: That's the, what's a skull bud about uh, Hollywood? I don't know. It's
0: the, it's the place to be. <laughs> when in Rome. Oh wait, that's Rome. I don't know
1: if that knows if that's what it means.
0: That's, that's Rome. <laughs>
1: when in Rome, Rome.
0: Yeah. Like R-O-A-M. Oh,
1: man. Ooh. Play on words for the win. Should be an advertiser. Yeah, you should be a linguist. That. For Rome only.
0: Welcome to Rome. (laughs) This is our advertiser, (laughs) Caitlin. I don't speak any Rome. (laughs) Roman. Roman. I don't speak Roman, you guys. (laughs) They just look at you.
1: (laughs) i like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: this what is I'm it. Called. It's Rome. Give me espresso. espresso and a cannoli. <laughs> mm-hmm. That'd be bad news. I've been to Rome one time, and they had a coffee shop that had giant, really huge containers of Nutella in it. <sighs> and you could Stop get um, a latte... Where they would spread Nutella around the inside of the cup, like the mug. You never told me this story. Then <laughs> they would pour your latte in there, so it would like kind of melt into your latte. Also, you just kind but of, of accidentally got like chunks of Nutella. Huge chunks. Oh yeah. Wow. It was awesome. That
1: sounds like we need to bring that here. I know, that's
0: a, yeah. Or you could do like little demi toss like just in a little cup with the just the espresso shots and it would melt into your espresso. Oh my gosh. I don't know why we don't do We that need yet. to open
1: up a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna be called Nutella it's and the Whiz. Called,
0: I don't know why. It's gonna be called Whatella.
1: Watella. Whatella's up. When in Rome. Nutella. Nutella. It's my it's next What's for coffee. <laughs> it's what's for coffee. That's totally my next
0: advertisement. Business venture. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now you're advertising now for Nutella. Nutella. You're just
1: um. You're just getting big. big I know. Clients. I'm gonna move to Hollywood. Moving
0: to Hollywood,
1: <laughs> where where the streets are paved with Roman candles. <laughs> with Roman candles. <laughs> Gosh, it sounds a little scary for me. This isn't Vietnam. I've I don't never, want Roman candles.
0: I've never held a Roman candle, like. Isn't that the firework that, like, yeah. 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 yeah, I have. I haven't. It scares me. I feel like I would take somebody's eye out. Like, yeah, I would have think to it hold it done, like... and then I'd, like, look down the barrel.
1: <laughs> you have to hold it, like, not facing anybody towards the sky, because...
0: Mm-hmm. It's supposed to shoot up and be exciting. Yeah.
1: Because we're not just worried like about anything in the sky.
0: Heroin is also about shooting up and being exciting.
1: Oh... Two double entendre there. Man. Wow. We should go into advertising. We're very good at this. Your dad's good at this. Welcome to... You got it from uh, your dad.
0: Yes. K-Z. K to Z. Dad is a madman. A mad ZK. Zack. K's. K's advertising.
1: We are, we are known as Zach.
0: Zook. <laughs> Zuckerman. No, baby, like, wait, is that? No. Nope. Wait. Facebook? It's not who you think. No, no, no. 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 no, no but us. we could be.
1: <laughs> but
0: you never know. If you want to be like Facebook, mm-hmm. we can advertise <laughs> you just like that. <laughs> I can give you a thumbs up. I can use I can give a, you a like a dusty purplish <laughs> blue Ooh, background yeah. mm-hmm. with on white the top of everything with white for the bottom of everything.
1: Yep.
0: We can do that. We're very skilled. Whatever letter your business starts with will be just a bold letter on the front (laughs) of a square. Yep. Yep. In white.
1: We're going to add book to the end of everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. Or we'll we'll pick you a new word. Mm -hmm. Instead of book, it'll be, you know. Novel. (laughs) Yeah, like magazine. Like zine will be the new, you know. Oh, this is your cool face zine. Have you been to elbow zine? Yeah, it can't be face, foot zine, Ugh. car zine, clean zine.
1: Clean zine. that's very sketchy. Clean zine.
0: we are clean your house
1: right now. <laughs> and check out our clean zine that comes out in September.
0: Cleanzine.com. <laughs> clean <zine>. <laughs> <laughs> It's cleaning, but it's cool, but it's cool. And everyone who works or here so is like, twenty four. And they could be doing other things like going to school, but who needs it? It's Clean expensive because Bernie Sanders isn't in the race anymore. It's just
1: all shed a tear for Bernie Poor Sanders.
0: No. <laughs> Poor little guy. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh he's a funny gosh. little He's a funny little Jew.
1: <laughs> he's our he's America's Jew.
0: It's America's Jew, Barney Sanders. America's Jew. If they
1: would have had me as the advertiser. Seriously, he would have he won. We would
0: have won. America's Jew. We need to bring him back. Uh, Can it be like? And on... we will call him AJ. America's Jew.
1: Oh my Jew. gosh! be like, "What's up, AJ?" Oh my gosh! You know, like on American Idol when they had like a bring back week, like yes. that, like all the judges uh-huh. could like pick. Somebody who got voted off, and they're like, "You come back in here and try mm-hmm. one more time." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we could do that, and Bernie Sanders would be my I choice. I hope that's what
0: it comes to, like, because so many people hate Donald Trump, and so many people hate Hillary Clinton. I'm hoping it just comes to like a standstill, and either nobody will have voted because we're all like, we're gonna stick boycott. it to the man. Yeah, let's be punk we're on, rock. We're on strike. <laughs> Uh, or, or you know, the like, votes will be exact same or something. So, right. like, well, we gotta have a tiebreaker game. Bring Bernie the, Sanders, America's Jew. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we need. Put him in a
1: Thunderdome with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Thunderdome
0: with Bernie Sanders.
1: Yes. <laughs> He's gonna have a podcast called Thunderdome with Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Hashtag America's Jew is you
0: wow so good so
1: much fun for me that was
0: really (laughs) great that was so so great Um, so you guys who were listening our last episode was on uh we touched on the topic of divorce and we meant to talk a little more on the topic of divorce pertaining to millennials and young people however it kind of came To more of a our experience with divorce with both of our parents having gone through a divorce and obviously since we grew up as millennials it has therefore affected our image of marriage and of divorce so i hope that it kind of works together as far as you know my feelings towards my parents divorce would be the same feelings i would have towards a young person's divorce like either way you know you watch two people who loved each other so much that they wanted to promise their entire lives to each other mm. come to the conclusion that that's no longer the case that for a f- obviously it's usually multiple reasons, but for the reasons that have come together that cause them to say, mm, it's time to time to, you know, end this that either way, it's a pretty devastating mm. change to go through for, the people involved immediate like within the immediate circle but also their family and friends it's kind of like any any time there's you know a a breakup of two people whether it's friendship mm. or marriage or i've had to do that too break up with friends yeah like it's it's going to affect not just the two people involved but all the people who are around them you know because then it's like oh will it be awkward if so and so is there or like Uh, Mm. do we invite both of them to the Christmas party or, you know, just all those awkward social niceties that we have to go through day to day. Like, how do you deal with that? It's, you know, I remember when my parents were divorced, Christmas was so weird because it was like, we went to mom's house for Christmas morning and then we went to dad's little rental for Christmas afternoon and they're not gonna see each other it was so weird like i was like what this is i mean obviously at that point they were very freshly divorced mm-hmm. so they hadn't you know there are people who get divorced and years later they're able to be around each other yeah. and be cordial even be friends you know and they can be around each other on holidays and that's not like a weird thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like so this was obviously a like wound. brand new uh, yeah But obviously that means, like, it's a wound and it's going to leave a scar. Yeah. You know, towards Mm. other new relationships, whether it's going to be distrust of them or expectations of them or, you know, it's going to, it brings that scar with you into every new friendship or new relationship you have Mm. that's going to affect how you're able to interact with any other person. Yeah. Hard part is I can't.
1: I feel like I can't give advice on this, but I feel like just through uh, my own stories is how I best can relate. Mm -hmm. Since I haven't personally gone through it. Right. And I haven't been around, like I'm not around my cousins right now to be like going through it with them. And to feel the tension of, oh, where's... My cousin, where's his wife? Mm -hmm. Why doesn't she want to take her kids to their first day of school? That's weird. And so I don't know. But all I can do is is share the stories that I have. Mm -hmm. And maybe through that, you'll feel like you are there too. Or
0: or just all in this together. Right. Or just to see that perspective of like... You know, you may think you're alone. If you're somebody who is going through divorce right now, mm-hmm. you know, you might think you're alone and you're not alone. Mm-hmm. A, you know, I hope you have somebody that you know you can turn to. Mm-hmm. And B, of course, God is with you through, yeah. through everything. No matter how angry you are at him, he's right there for you. Also... There are so many people who have walked through a divorce, and there are people who have walked through a divorce that, like my mom, who have seen God's hand of guidance through that whole thing. Mm. Um, so so there are people who have walked through a divorce knowing that they were justified, biblically speaking, and mm having friends who were like, what are you doing? My mom totally had people who were like, what are you doing? Even though she was fully justified in it, and it turned out to be the healthiest thing for them, Mm. um, it was hard for people to be okay with that. But even though, like, she was fully within her spiritual rights to do that, but so, you know, she felt very alone, I think. And hopefully there will be more stories published like hers Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. she wants to write a book about it so hopefully there will be more tools and resources for somebody who if they're going through a divorce because there is no other option like the spouse is unrepentant and they're cheating on them like you can't make them right you can't make somebody choose the way of the lord and be like okay suddenly i'm not gonna do bad stuff anymore and hurt you and Break the vow that I made to you. Like, you can't force them to. Mm -hmm. You can pray for them, and hopefully the Spirit will work in them the way he did in my dad. And he actually desired to come back to a right relationship with God and really work through all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Or he might not. He has free will. Or she has free will. Whoever, you know, whichever party it is. Like, they have free will. And if they choose to exercise their free will in a selfish way, you can't force them Mm. to do it any other way so of course you pray for them and you hope for them and you believe the best in them and in a healthy way if it's if it's the only thing left if they've already broken that vow and they're not coming back to reconcile then Mm. you know it's it's okay for you to acknowledge that the vow has been broken yeah you know
1: i also think it's hard and when you grow up in church culture there is a stigma, and there's a lot of rules that happen that end up framing the fact that when you when something happens like a divorce, there's a certain framework built to where it almost feels like you're failing, or that. Almost we, we just we skew the Bible, I think to work for the culture we live in. Mm-hmm. So even if your if your mom was biblically sound and people who have this this Bible that's been built to their culture are going to see fault in that and mm-hmm. see ways to tear that down because for them, It's probably a set of rules that they're accomplishing and checking off every day Mm -hmm. at how that's how they relate to Christ. And that's how they think they're going to heaven when in reality, we are just a bunch of misfits who make mistakes all day, every day. And we're learning how to navigate this Bible that God's given us, this template for how to live. And we're not going to get it right Probably, right. we're probably getting it right maybe not a lot.
0: Maybe not a lot of the maybe time. Maybe not a no. lot of
1: the time. We probably know like 30% of the Bible.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> it's a big book. It, it is. And it's and got a lot of nuances and a lot of different interpretations. Yeah, and, and you a can't lot take it at face context. value is what
1: I'm learning. You cannot take the Bible at face value. Right. You have to dissect it. You have to... You also have to know, like, the the history behind it and what they were talking about in that particular time mm-hmm. and why it was significant because you can read a, a passage.
0: and be like, what like, the? What? Right.
1: <laughs> you're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then you realize, well, this was because this and they were living in this way and doing mm-hmm. this thing and making these false gods. Mm-hmm. And in order to get their attention they had to get serious and, you know. Right. And and I think w- since we don't live in a world quite that way anymore. I mean, we still definitely live in a fallen world, but it's not so blatantly like this is our god and we're making this idol. It's more right. like, subtle out. idols. Right. And subtle things that are just a series of choices we make, mm-hmm. and then they end up being a cluster, <laughs> right? And like, we're we like, don't. What did I, I do? Yeah, you know,
0: we don't like carve something out of like wood or stone and put it in our house and we're like, that's the idol that I pray to. Yeah. But if it's you know your whatever it is your sport or something, and all you do is spend time. Practicing and working out and spending time with those people. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing. You're being diligent. But if it's, you know, to the point where you have a hard relationship with your parents because you don't want to spend time with them having dinner because you need to go practice and work out. Right. And, you know, and you're not doing well in school because you're like, but I need to practice and work out. You're like, you're mm-hmm. idolizing this sport now. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's not the physical, right? you know, like you don't like put it necessarily... In a shrine that you pray to, but, but it becomes you kind of do in a different way else. here with like uh, yeah. posters and mm-hmm. the newest equipment and the newest yeah. jersey and the newest jersey. I always the gotta new- get the newest jersey. <laughs> jersey, not just New Jersey, the newest. The newest jersey.
1: Coming soon, should, the newest. We're gonna jersey. found
0: we're gonna found a brand new American state. The newest Bernie jersey. Sanders is gonna run. <laughs> He's gonna it. be the president of the newest jersey. <laughs> Good old AJ. <laughs> Gosh. The American Jew. Oh, I
1: cannot wait to break off into I the air. I cannot wait to live I'm in like, the Whoa. newest Jersey. It's
0: gonna be basically it's Eden. We've found Ooh. the Garden of Eden. Yes, we've restored it. The newest, the newest Jersey. It's in Canada, just so you know. Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> this it's the, the is only, only plausible nicer. way. Yeah, they're just so nice. <laughs> I also think
1: phones have become idols Mm. lately. Phone show. I can't. Phone show. Phone show. People just, I can't even have a conversation with a lot of people I know because their face is in Facebook.
0: Their face is in Facebook. I'm like, dude,
1: cleansing is so much cooler than Facebook.
0: We teach you, it's like (laughs) natural cleaning products for your brain. For your brain little nuggets of
1: awesome yeah so so good anyway well
0: because your like phone isn't just somewhere your phone isn't just a phone anymore like i used to have a flip phone and that's all it could do like i was allowed to send like 10 texts a month or something Ooh. weird like i remember there was Archaic. some weird like you could only send a couple of them like you didn't yeah. get very many it was a data plan yeah and it was like and that was a lot anymore I was like, oh, okay. Oh, but I didn't even like them. Bit. It was like, I'll mm-hmm. just call them. Because it was hard to text on those things. Because you're like... They're like Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Beep, beep, beep. Just to spell just the, the word you. And you're like, I yeah. oh. still so have to say are coming over, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I didn't even like them. Because it was like, it's faster for me to call and just say, hey, you're coming over, right? Yes, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Perfect. Bye. That's faster than texting. Yeah. It was, at least. Yeah. So my phone... Wasn't that popular because, or popular, wasn't that, like, much of an idol, I guess, to me. Because there wasn't anything I could do on it other than make phone calls, really. Right. And I didn't, I was one of
1: those late bloomers, so my mom didn't. One of those late bloomers. Late bloomers, bloomers still I am. Uh, but my, my parents didn't buy me a cell phone when I was in high school. My brother got one, and I was jealous as heck because I was like, how come, how come he gets everything? Mm-hmm. And he got it for his birthday. I was like, wow. Okay. That was like the equivalent of like, oh a my laptop. gosh, you've got, I was like, you got a car, but it's just a phone. But <laughs> it was his 15th birthday and I was like, whatever, I don't have one. But I also was like, I don't care.
0: How old were you when you got your first phone?
1: I was, I bought my first cell phone when I was 19 years old. Okay, and I bought it
0: myself Good with job. money I worked for. Good job.
1: And it was one of those like burner phones where it's like you, had you to, like, like add to
0: the you, yeah. as you go. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, that's it was so not a contract.
1: Awesome. I was not into contracts.
0: See, I didn't. I didn't. Don't know be it. indebted to the man. That's the way to go. That's like the. That's like the anti. I worked way. for
1: for Starbucks for like. Two or three years before I got a bank account.
0: <laughs> Where'd you put your money?
1: I mean, I would cash my check and then I would just have cash. That's so scary to me. I was scared well, because my parents went through a bankruptcy. I well, took. You were
0: scared of the banks.
1: I took a very interesting take on it to where it sort of twisted my view to, to be like, no, this is what you do. When you actually have things you need to pay for, or, and I was just like being a kid and buying all my, buying That's a bunch of, yeah. bunch of crap.
0: Yeah, a bunch of crap. Hey, I want a chocolate bar. So, yes, oh yeah, I will buy it. And that was
1: the point in my life when I was making, my parents couldn't really like do anything because they were still paying off debts mm-hmm. because of the bankruptcy. And then, but I wanted to have fun and I didn't have a license because. Like I said, I'm a late bloomer. So, I got my license when I was 23, but if I wanted to go have fun, my two friends, my sister, and my other sister. Right. <laughs>
0: my two friends, my sister, and my other sister. I think the best also, I've ever heard.
1: Also, <laughs> if I wanted to do something and they didn't want to, I'd be like, well, I have all this money,
0: so I will, I will yeah, buy slushy. you things. Yes.
1: So I and afforded their life for a while. I will buy you a pretzel. I'll buy you a pretzel. Are you sure you don't want a pretzel? I'll buy you a pretzel. I'll buy you a pretzel. Um, so that's how I lived my That's so funny. I early... did get to work? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so my mom would drop me off for a while. And my mom got sick of that because yeah. at Starbucks you have to work really early in the morning. Yeah. And then my beautiful Cassie dropped me off because she lived with my family. Mm -hmm. And then... So she did it for a long time. And actually, I credit her because she actually had the patience to teach me how to drive.
0: Whoa. So really,
1: like, my parents were like, whatever, Caitlin's probably never given her a license. (laughs) And then Cassie was like, no, we're gonna do this. And, like, she just was really steady. That's awesome. I know. And then I got it when I was 23, and now it's like... Never happened.
0: <laughs> it's like it never happened. Except mm-hmm. you still don't really like driving. I hate it.
1: <laughs> I do it because I have to. Yeah.
0: I was <laughs> like, I'm getting my license a sap. Mm. Like 16th birthday, down at the DMV, getting my picture did. Getting my. I don't license. think I
1: realized like the f- the sense of freedom
0: that came with it.
1: Yeah. I don't think I was like, well, you know, I live at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. They afford things, and if I don't. I have a job, so I yeah. like didn't feel any pressure. Right, to, like, I also do didn't anything. have
0: my two friends, my sister, and my, <laughs> other, and my sister, other sister. Because I only had my four not friends, my all four brothers. And my parents. So <laughs> and, and we and lived. And my like, roommates, and parents, and we so. lived. We lived at the end of a mile-long dirt road. So before you even got to pavement. You had already driven a mile. So then it was another, gosh, I think it was another eight miles to the closest store, which was Fred Meyers. Shout out, best store in the world. What's on your list today? Except for one time I had gray nail polish on my list and they didn't have any gray nail polish and I was upset. I was like... What was on my list today wasn't found at Fred Meyer's. Went, went to Target, made a note. <laughs> yep. I was like, "Hey guys, this is not okay. Not acceptable, Freddy." Not acceptable. "Freddie's." Fred. So, yeah, it was like a 9-mile drive from my parents' house to Fred Meyer's, which was on the edge of downtown. So, it's not even like you had really made it into downtown yet. So, it was like 15 minutes just to get to it Sounds
1: like my nightmare. A
0: store. So, if you didn't have a license, you ain't doing nothing. That's true. You know? So, and nobody was going to drive out to pick me up 15 minutes away from Fred I Meyers was pretty lucky. Down a dirt road. That people were
1: like, I found people who would pick me up. Yeah. like, I
0: don't know why. Luckily, in Southern Oregon, a lot of people live in like weirdly remote houses off of dirt roads. It's actually like way more common than you think. Like a lot of my friends grew up sounds on the end of a dirt road <laughs> that was like fun. a mile long. This just sounds it's like a horror kind story. Of crazy little culture over there. But uh, but we all had to get our licenses young yeah, so we could Makes go sense. do stuff. And by going and doing stuff, I mean we'd hang out at Dairy Queen. All
1: I did was hang out with church kids.
0: Yeah, we would go to Dairy Queen or the mall or Red Robin. Yeah, pretty the much. End. Yep. Or to go down I to Town, see your latest movie, and then just keep hopping to the next theater on it. one ticket oh, and just, like, watch four that. movies in a row. Like, on that. a rainy day, you just watch, like, four movies in a row. Oh, I want to do that right so now. So good. <laughs> it's not raining. I now. mean, only
1: buy a ticket and only go see the movie I paid for. You
0: gotta have a good FX, you guys. So, girl. Don't on. cheat. Don't cheats. Speaking of cheats... That doesn't really smoothly transition at all into the next topic. So while we were talking about divorce, and then we talked about idolizing, yeah, which I think goes hand in hand with divorce, which also wow. the reason you end up idolizing and then getting disappointed in your idol, you know, is probably either because you idolized marriage or you idolized. Singleness, Woo. like once you've got married, you re idolize singleness. Like, man, it was so much better back then. Mm. I could do whatever I wanted. I had freedom. I had choices. Mm. Or when you're single, you're like, man, I just want someone to be there. I'm just so lonely. I just need a companion. You know. Yeah. And you can idolize marriage idolize for sure. All. I don't know I if I I just assumed I would get married young. Like I didn't idolize it necessarily, but all. All of the people from my church got married yeah, at, like, same.
1: 19. So, I assumed it, too.
0: Yeah. So, I just assumed, like, duh, goes
1: probably married by 19. I'm, like, 18. I'm, like, I haven't met anybody, but... I'm probably gonna get married next year. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. I only know like the that. same
1: three guys I grew up with. Yeah, but, you one know. of them's my brother. <laughs> yeah, and two of them are his best friends. Yeah. So they're younger than me, and no thanks. No
0: thanks. And then I remember being 19 and being like, man, I'm so glad I'm not married yet. Like, yeah. I'm, and then, like, I remember looking up to 19 and being like, maybe I'll be married by then. And then when I was 19, like, whoa, I am so young. I am so glad I'm not married yet. Like, yeah. holy cow, I'm so young. I feel the same as 17. And Ooh. I still feel the same as 17
1: at 28. 17 forever. I was talking to my mom the other day, and she said, she we were, I don't know what we were talking about, about getting older, I guess. We were talking about my grandma. And... uh we, she was telling me, she's like, I, well, no, this is what they were talking about. Talking about my grandma who passed away. But then we're also, my dad was like, I'm approaching 60. Like, I'm turning 60 this year. And my
0: dad's in his 60s. And
1: I was like, and my mom and dad were talking about how they just, you get older, but you, they are still like the same brains that they've always had. It's like, it doesn't really change. Same brains. Same, same just- brains. Like yeah, when they exactly were mice, 27. Mm-hmm. my age, twenty seven, my mom still in her brain like feels young like that, mm-hmm. but she's just had a lot of like life, like things and situations that have like shaped. Now that now she can just share those and that's like wisdom, and you're like, oh mm-hmm. my
0: gosh, you have so much I wisdom. She's so, like, I'm just no, telling she's, like, stories. i I'm I'm just fifty
1: something years old. Just and you're like, oh, I guess you just have lived. <laughs> You've lived.
0: So it was yeah. really weird. Yeah. It's so weird how, like, I still get mistaken for a 17-year-old sometimes. It happens. Wow. But I also feel like one. Like, I feel like I hit 17 and was like, man, I feel mature. And then I stopped okay. right there. And I've been there. I don't think
1: I felt mature until...
0: I don't know if it's happened. I still don't feel mature, (laughs) I think, is the problem. Like, I thought I I was mature at 17. Oh, for sure. And whatever amount that I had then is what I was allotted for my entire life. Like, oh, you've arrived. High school Zoe, who does homeschool theater group and takes piano lessons. You've arrived. Never had a boyfriend. You're so mature. Yes. You're taller than all the other girls. That's okay. Run with it. You're going to play boys in all the plays because you're tall and you can talk kind of low. She can. It's pretty great. (laughs) So, so yeah, I just assumed somehow I would magically get married at 19. Yeah. But then I was 19 and I was like, oh, I'm so glad I'm not married. But then I had a boyfriend and I just assumed I would marry him. Like, I assumed... Duh, I like him and I like him enough that we're going out, and the only reason that you date is to get married. Yeah. Like, that's totally I what think, I thought. Yeah. Like, I did not think of it as you date and you might discover that there's some things about this person that don't fit with what you're looking for. So it, then it would be time to move on. I was just like, no, then you just make those things fit with what you're looking for. And you'll still get married. And I tried that for like three years with this guy. And we were just never meant to be. This wasn't. Star-crossed. There was like 40% that was compatible. And we made the other 60%. Because we hadn't fully matured into ourselves. We just were hoping the other 60% would
1: would grow into
0: the way this 40% was compatible. Mm. We were just hoping it would keep matching up. And inevitably, as the years were passing, they were pulling us farther apart. So then it was mm. just like this terrible angsty. Like, it was like a s- soap opera. Like, it was just like, <laughs> I think at one point I threw a shoe at the back of his head. Oh, wow. Like, it was it was dramatic, mm. to say the least. And... From the drama queen. We all, we all cried. Yeah. <laughs> we all did. We all cried. Weird. We all. Everyone. Especially because that means he was part of our family for years. Mm. You know, he would come on like family trips with us and and then for it to just be over. Like it's just over. Like I said, it doesn't just affect the two mm. people involved. Like it's it affects my family, affected his family, affected our friendships. Mm-hmm. And then there was the whole like, oh, is it going to be weird if you're there? Because he's going to be weird. Mm. Or he's going to be there. Or then you would not expect him to be somewhere and you show up and you're like, what's he oh, doing here? crap. You're like, oh, great. You know, it's just weird. Yeah. Like, it just messes up a lot of stuff. So then I was like, now I never want to get married. Now that I've seen mm. what it looks like to be in a long-term relationship and then when it doesn't work out, how devastating it is to so many different aspects of your life. Mm. I was like, nope, I'm good. Nope. I don't want to do this. I don't want to reinvest in somebody again and what if it doesn't work out again like i don't want to do this this game loses every time like that's how i felt yeah so yeah. i was like bye marriage
1: i can't keep putting my heart out here it's getting bye, on
0: yeah
1: it's mufasa
0: it's getting mm-hmm. stampeded on can't do that can't do that and then i met alex Years after that, years. let's see, three, three years later, I think, after. Gotta do three years. It man. was like two to three years later that I met Alex after that breakup. Three for three? Yeah. And uh, I, uh when I met him, I was not like, I'm gonna marry this guy. I was like, hey, you're cool. We could be friends. Mm. friends like, up. we're always like. Mm. Friends. Up. Definitely wasn't love at first sight. It was friends at first sight. Like, mm. we talked and we're like dude, we're totally friends. This is awesome. We're totally friends. And I was like, I'm such a cool chick. Uh I just like to chill and drink beer. Mm. And he was like, that's cool. I'm a musician and I'm super solid in the Lord. And I was like, whoa. Like, um, okay. And what's weird is that falling in love with Alex was nothing like falling in love with the previous guy. Because like, falling in love with Alex had more to do with his relationship with the Lord and how attractive it was to be around somebody who was so secure in his identity mm. and so secure in who he is as his, his background, you know, as a Mexican-American, as a youth leader, as a Christian, as a man with wounds and with... You know, hopes and dreams, and he was just so like himself all the time. He was—he never pretended. That is one thing about him. It's so true. He is just
1: who he is always. He
0: never pretends to be somebody he's not ever. Nope. Ever, ever, ever. And I'm like a total people pleaser. I'm like, sure, I can be that for you, and I'll be this for you, and I'll be that other person for you. Right? Yeah. Oh no. And just seeing this guy who's like really cool. I just am. And just hearing him talk about God, I was like, you sound like so normal. You're not like preachy. Right. You're not being pretentious. You're not being like, oh, let me put up my nose because I'm better than you. Like right. he was just so chill about Jesus that mm. I was like, I want to know the Jesus you know. Yeah, you know a way cooler version of Jesus I than I thought I knew. Right. And then it turns out it's the Jesus of the Bible. I was like, oh, he's actually pretty cool. But mm. I got Jesus of the church. Yeah, you, you know, churched I didn't him get, up. Yeah, I didn't get the real Jesus. I got church Jesus. Uh, church Jesus is kind a of a... sad kind Jesus. Of an, you know, kind of an angel. Kind a-hole. of a... Mm. Church Jesus is kind of a prude. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. But it, you know, it wasn't... Like, I, I had the whole, like, oh, I got butterflies and, like, oh, you're so handsome and stuff. But... More than that, I just felt like I almost didn't have to try. Like, our friendship was just so, like, fun. We just liked spending time together. Of course, we just wanted to spend more time together. And, of course, that meant we had more affection for each other. Mm. And, And then I had a dream where God gave me a vision. And that sounds so weird. I hate saying stuff like that. I honestly hate saying stuff like that. But I actually had... A dream that when I woke up in my brains, I said to myself, I am going to marry Alex. That's what that dream was about. And this was like before, like pretty early on in our friendship. Mm. And I took that little nugget, tucked it away, never told him about it, and just let our friendship grow naturally. I didn't call him a bunch. Mm. I didn't try writing him little secret love notes or try to force any hangouts sessions with snuggle fests involved like I didn't do anything and he would just call me and he would Mm. invite me to hang out and he would invest in our friendship and I didn't have to do anything so it was cool that's crazy because I I knew like I almost had this weird solid security that like yeah I'm gonna marry him now there were a couple of times where we'd be hanging out and it was so kind of buddy buddy that I was like Maybe I I misunderstood that dream. Maybe we're broke. That's still okay. (laughs) Like, that's still okay that maybe I misunderstood that dream. Mm. That that's okay. And I still am super grateful for this friendship. Uh Like, if that's that's the truth, like, I'm not going to marry this guy, Mm. that's okay. Like, I'm going to be okay with that. And at the same time, I feel like that's what the dream meant. So, I'm just going to believe that promise that God is saying... You're going to marry this man, but I'm not going to force God's promise to come true. And then when I Alex called me and was like, hey, I feel like, you know, we spend a lot of time together, and I just want to make sure that you know, like, what my intentions are towards you, because I don't want there to be any miscommunication or, like, misunderstanding. Of course, my heart sank like a rock, because I was like, here he goes, he's about to tell me that... He needs to pull away because he didn't want to lead me on, and he doesn't (laughs) feel like that towards me. And then he proceeds to say, you know, I have feelings for you, and I have developed something that's more than a friendship for you, even though, obviously, you're also my best friend now. And I have affection for you, so I want you to know that so that you're not surprised. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm the happiest girl right now. And I was just on the other line, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, no big deal, but I'm just, oh, you know, maybe I feel the same way. Like, <laughs> and he was like, so, you know, my intention is to like pursue that with you, like to pursue a relationship with you. And I was like, I, I don't even remember what I say. Like, I think I probably said something probably dumb, went, ah. like, Thank you for telling me. I mean, yeah, I probably indicated like, I feel the uh, same way. And my face was like. Ah, uh, like one eye closed. One eye closed. Oh, well, mouth open. Well, tongue well, out. He's yeah. the best. But, but it was, I was in love with him, but it was a very different kind of being in love than that previous hmm. relationship had been. And the marriage that I have with Alex now is still so much like that, where we are such good friends that even when we're both in a terrible mood, we don't lash out at each other. And, like, because we're friends. Like, we love each other, Mm. you know? Like, we don't let funny little things or expectations... Sure, of course, we have little squabbles and stuff. But, like, I don't idolize him because... I had this vision that God wanted me to marry him. But ultimately, in the vision, God was the point. And he wanted Alex and I to be married. So I don't idolize Alex I or our marriage. I idolize God for doing this beautiful thing in creating a marriage between us and pulling us together and cultivating this relationship and putting musical gifts in both of us and writing songs through both of us separately and together but i don't like i don't have these weird expectations of alex that like he needs to bring in a certain amount of money or these are his chores or here's the things he should be doing or he should be acting like this or dressing like this or talking like this or be at this certain level in his career Mm. or or I should be this and that and the other, you know. But I know he doesn't put those expect- expectations on me, so I'm not going to put them on him, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it makes marriage super fun. Mm-hmm. And I feel like watching my parents with their new marriage after their divorce, and now that they're newly remarried, they are more like that, where they enjoy each other. Mm-hmm. And there's no expectations now there's the general expectations of course of like you I expect Alex to love and respect me yeah just like he expects that of me and then if there's a time where he's being disrespectful I'm like you're being a poop head (laughs) your head smells like poop (laughs) let me smell um, the stinkies (laughs) go take a shower you know but for the most part we love and respect each other Just like I do with any of my friends. Mm. And then there's also all these deeper things that God does through our marriage. But the primary thing is, like, I'm not going to, like, somehow have a different kind of respect or expectation on him than I would any other person. Like, Mm. I trust the God in him because it's the same one in me. Mm. So I don't have to be worried if, oh, does he still think I'm pretty? Or da-da-da. And, like... You know, yeah, it's still fun to like, ooh, look, I dressed up today, or hey, I shaved my legs for once. <laughs> FYI, I'm a little bit How of a hippie. does that you it feel? <laughs> it's been, let's see. Let me feel my legs. It's been probably, this feels like a good, this might be a good two week. Yeah. It's been at least 10 days since I last shaved my legs. Maybe two weeks. Ten days to two weeks on these on these babies. Whatever. Luckily, it's summer, so nobody (laughs) Ah, sees perfect. It's summer. summer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, it's pretty bad. Um. So yeah, sometimes it's nice to actually, you know, get girlied up and be like, oh, I'm so cute. But I would do that just to go out with girlfriends too. You know, like it's not like I'm doing it for him. For sure it's nice to get that attention, but I also, I don't, like, I'm just myself too. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't think I'm pretty without makeup on and with a little bit of hair on my legs, like, this is what natural human were born as. What are we doing? As. Like, what do you think Eve <laughs> looked like? Right? She didn't have any makeup. Her legs, I guarantee, were she hairy was no yeah. hair. She had all the hair everywhere. Armpits, yeah. legs, yeah. other places... It used to probably serve a purpose back then. Probably. I still don't know what the purpose of the armpit hair is. A lot of people are like, it helps with odor. I promise you, don't shave your armpits for three weeks. Then go running. (laughs) Smell your armpits. Take note of what it smells like. Then shave your armpits. Both times, don't put deodorant on. Then shave your armpits. Go running. Then smell your armpits. I promise it smells worse with hair. I promise. (laughs) I promise you. Test my theory. Everybody out there, girls, No Shave November is coming up. <laughs> you could do it. Mm-hmm. And go on a run. Here we go. Every day. So we can find out which is smellier. So I feel like, you know, sure, it's nice to get dolled up and all that jazz. But at the same time, like, humans were born without any of that extra stuff. Like, so we are meant to find each other attractive without those methods. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because Alex doesn't shave his legs or put on makeup, and I find him attractive. That's but then the if he takes a, but then if he takes a shower and puts on like clean shirt and stuff, I'm like, oh, you look handsome. So right. he didn't have to like put on any extra stuff. So he still gets dolled up in his own way. Mm-hmm. But I think he's handsome either way. Mm. So I know he thinks I'm pretty either way. But yeah, sometimes you notice when it's like, whoa, you're clean. <laughs> because that's a big difference from what you normally are well the sad truth is i don't shower very often because she's a hippie it's because i'm conserving the water on the earth i don't want to waste it yeah i basically end up only showering once a week you do what you do you know it just happens Cause I just get tired I know. and showers wake me up. So then I don't want to shower at night because then I'm like, I'm all awake and now my pillow is going to be all wet from my wet hair. So I don't want to take one at night. And then in the morning I'm not a morning person. So I don't want to wake up earlier than I need to, to be able to shower. Mm -mm. So then by the time it's like Saturday, I'm like, Oh, I'm so tired, Mm -hmm. but I need to take, so I'll take a shower on Saturday. But then by Sunday Mm -hmm. I'm like, I just showered yesterday. I'm good. Yeah, and then Monday happens, and I'm like, "Oh, beast mode, beast mode!" But not beast mode, not beast mode. Like, ooh, I'm so strong, beast mode. Like, living like a wild beast. Oh, yeah. You just use baby wipes to sponge bath yourself when you need to. Sometimes, sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes you do that. A little seventh generation organic cotton baby wipe.
1: Thanks, Target. Not Fred Meyer.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Fred Meyer, what are you doing not being in (laughs) North Carolina? Get out here already. (laughs) You're way better than Kroger. Mm. Harris Teeter wants to be you. You own both of them, so push them out of the way and put yourself here. Right. And show them how it's done. (laughs) Get on it. Seriously.
1: Yeah. For me, it's been... um... Let me, let me think of the best way to phrase it. I have been prayed, and I still pray, that I will not have to try super hard, and I won't have to be the one to pursue, because in all of my endeavors, which have only been crushes, they I have put those crushes on a pedestal and been the one going out of my way to make them notice me when in reality, I gain so much more from what Zoe's story is because it, it lets me know that that's not my job. It's not my job to try to make you cookies and write you notes about how great I think you are as a friend and <laughs> go out of my way to be places I know you're gonna be because ultimately that's me hurting myself and and when when those things don't work out then that and they fizzle because they're not meant to be mm-hmm. then I'm left with a hurt pride and feeling less than when I could have avoided all those things, if I wouldn't have jumped ahead and tried to be the pursuer,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: because that's just not my role. Right. Like Alex was a clear pursuer of mm-hmm. Zoe, right? She took a back seat, she maybe thought, maybe I should call him and see what he's doing, but she didn't act on it, and she didn't say, Oh, we should go see this movie tonight. And that was all. She just, like, left the ball in Alex's court the whole time. And he obviously picked it up because God Mm -hmm. gave him that fire inside to do so. Uh, And for me, I've been on this, like, kick of, like, I'm going to be cool with being me. Really figure out who I am. And when it's supposed to happen, I know it's going to happen. And it's not going to have to be anything I I conjure up Um, and I do have I have a really great people in my life right now where those things uh, happened for them in a way that I want it to happen for myself so seeing all of all of my friends and hearing their stories and paired with how God's teaching me to feel about myself really helped me be in a better place Mm -hmm. with being single (laughs) yeah, than I have ever been, I think. And just to do me and Mm -hmm. to go on this journey that God's carved out for me. And when the time comes, he has somebody who has been on a journey and one day our journeys are going to pair up and they're just going to be like, this makes so much sense. But until that happens, I can't just sit around Hoping and waiting that this person's going to come find me. (laughs) Like, I can't, like, everything's not going to start when I get married. Right. And I think for a long time I thought that. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, my life's going to start as soon as I get married. Mm -hmm. Because I just wanted to find somebody and then just live happily ever after. But I'm, the older I get, the more I realize... I don't like that fairy tales lie to you. (laughs) And they really build you up to believe that you're the princess and that you deserve all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And that one day your Prince Charming is going to come and get you out of the depths of despair Mm -hmm. and rescue you. And then you're going to be set and a princess forever (laughs) and never
0: have to worry. And they never show you the happily ever after. So nobody ever tells you... With those Disney princesses, like what does that look like? Right. What does that What does that mean? Like what? they just ride off into the sunset, and they're like, and they are like, what's oh, happy happily great. ever after look like though? Like what is their day to day? Right. Like is she just constantly fainting and he's waking her up? Like what?
1: <laughs> Maybe.
0: She's probably what just cleaning the house. Right. Is that because she's <laughs> that's what she's good at? You know, she's Snow White had a lot of practice. <laughs> yeah. And she so children. Sleeping seven beauty, beauty, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And who else was doing all the cleaning? Cinderella. Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Belle, yeah. did she have to do any cleaning? I don't know if she had to do any cleaning for the Beast.
1: No, I don't think so. They had all those uh, characters that were...
0: characters, yeah.
1: There was like a dust buster thing. Yeah. Like feather duster that was enchanted.
0: Feather and, duster. She was French. Mm hmm. And the Candelaria Labra guy actor. Yeah. Mm hmm. What was his name? Lumiere. Lumiere. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Lumiere. Cogsworth. Cogsworth is the best. Yeah. I love Cogsworth. He's it's always like great. such a little negative Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> Those are always my favorite. Mm I know Eeyore. He was great. Mm hmm. I was like, wait a Telling it, it like, like it, it is. is. <laughs> We don't hang we out knew, at all. We knew as children. Yep. That's Everyone us. needs an Eeyore in their lives. It might keeps be you. He, if keeps you he don't he have one, it's under. probably you. Oh. You're probably the Eeyore. That was good. <laughs>
1: yeah. Thanks. I've been watching a lot of Mad Men, Whoa. so I feel very on You're top of my game with advertising.
0: Maybe your dad can give me a you, job. You can advertise Eeyore <laughs> to people. Like, you are Eeyore. Be Eeyore. Embrace the Eeyore in you. Yes. You're sad, let it out. Yeah,
1: perfect. You lost your tail? You'll find it again, maybe. If you look hard enough. Yeah.
0: He's always like, well,
1: no. He definitely has kind of a good attitude, though.
0: Here it is. My house. That's not your house, that's Piglet's house. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. I think you're a little crazy, too. He's probably crazy. A little depressed and a little crazy.
1: were mm. okay. they all? I heard a rumor that they were all supposed to embody a different um, mental illness.
0: Oh, I didn't know a mental illness or something. What's poo? Addiction? Mm hmm. Cause honey? Mm hmm. <gasps> so, Eeyore's depression. Yeah. What's Piglet? I forget.
1: Piglet is afraid, so it's like. Oh, like um, paranoia? Paranoia or something like that. Oh, and then. And
0: then Tigger's like. I don't know. Yeah, and Rabbit about.
1: is like OCD. <gasps> oh, I just heard that. It's probably an internet thing that somebody just It had actually goes pretty well. Too much time on their hands.
0: And then Christopher Robin is.
1: He's schizophrenic because yeah. he sees all the kids, all the things as yeah. real.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Blowing my mind. I just got. I
1: gave myself chills when I said schizophrenic.
0: Why? I, I don't you know. I was like, whoa. Been watching a Beautiful that felt mind. too real. <laughs> Been watching *A Beautiful Mind* lately. I've seen only some seen extra that numbers. numbers. Making connections that don't actually exist. Is mm. Somebody telling you your about your roommate—that's not really things. your roommate. <laughs> oh, that movie's so sad. Oh, it's so, good. It's so good. good. Oh man, so good. Oh, Russell
1: Crowe. Oh, he's so good. Why'd you have to be in that other musical?
0: So bad in that one. So many people love that musical. Lemmez? Yeah. He was horrible in that musical. So many people love that movie version of that. I've seen it like twice. I remember being like, this is the only musical I don't like. Which is funny because it's a lot of people are like, it's the only musical I like. I'm like, I have the opposite reaction. They, I think they just really
1: like um,
0: actors. Those actors, maybe? mm mm-hmm. Just so scared by Anne Hathaway. I was yeah. like, ah, where'd your tooth go? <laughs> <laughs> Put that
1: hair back on! Put <laughs> your hair
0: back on! I'll just it on! <laughs> just, she, she, she's funny. <laughs> Just get some chewing gum You'll never know You'll just never notice
1: (laughs) But she did I mean she Who knew she could sing No she did
0: She did a great job
1: I think it was just because The Way that they filmed it Was like Innovative Yeah And it's like they're actually singing this song right now.
0: I think the story is amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. And I've beautiful. seen the musical at a theater before that I was like, this is awesome. No, yeah, so it it's just a beautiful something story. about the movie I just wasn't a huge fan yeah. of I don't know. Sorry. Sorry, we're just the Eeyores over here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, everyone. Hey, right wow. It was the, my least favorite <laughs> musical of all time. <laughs> How about of all time? <laughs> of all time. Of all time? <laughs> of all time. Man. So, marriage is
1: pretty great. It sounds pretty great. I've seen... I've had a lot of amazing examples of what marriage looks like. And... But what I
0: like the most about marriage is that... Okay, I don't know. I never know how to say this in a way that... Like, I don't mean it weird. Like, <laughs> the best thing about Damn. marriage is... Like, I... Have learned so much about God from a different perspective. And at the same time, I don't need to be married to love God as much as I do. Mm -hmm. But I don't mean, like, I don't want to be married. But I mean, like, I don't... Like, Alex isn't... God. Yeah. And so, like, he doesn't make me a better Christian. Mm -hmm. But... He does because of how he helps direct me towards the Lord and I hope I do that for him. Right, yeah. But I don't need Alex in order to like be a Christian. Does for that make sure, sense? yeah. Like it's but it's hard to say that without it being like, Wow, you don't sound like you care about your marriage very much. Like, no, I do care about it a ton, and of all the things on earth, it's the most important thing. Yeah. For for you know, for me to invest in and, like, if I didn't get married, I wouldn't be mad at God. Right. Does that make sense? Ugh, yeah. But it's hard to that's say that when you're married. That's a really,
1: I mean, that's a advanced way, like, of thinking, I think. Because I think a lot of people haven't maybe come to a place where they would be like, above all else, I want to serve God, and I want to do... Right. All I want to do is praise him and do my best for him. Mm-hmm. And and taking something like that out of it. Mhm. Like not seeing marriage as a part of it, not seeing right. for some people kids as a part of it or right. a awesome partnership of like maybe you have the same dream and passion mm-hmm. and you're going to start something like a business with it. Yeah. That's Taking that those things out of it, I think a l- lot of people don't have that mindset.
0: Right, they see it as levels. Like, marriage puts you into the next level of Christianity. Yeah. And then having children puts you into the ultimate level. Like, once you have kids, you know the most about God. You're a super Christian. Now, I'm not saying that that's not true, because I don't know. I don't have children. Um, and I'm saying that... You know, there's a reason that Paul says that it's better not to be married Mm -hmm. because it's going to split your focus. So when you're a mom and you're raising these children, your focus is on them. And you're also supposed to have time and focus to give to your husband. When are you supposed to give any time and focus to the Lord and your relationship with the Lord? You know, like your attention is split and you're exhausted. So it's really easy to just get kind of drained and tired. So, like, being married or having children doesn't make you a better Christian. It actually just makes... It... It's a different experience to have. and I right. And th- there are other things you learn about Christianity through and those experiences. Yeah, absolutely. But it doesn't make you a better one.
1: Yeah, but you're still dividing your focus on three or four different things. Right. Right. <laughs> and so when you're single, God can be your main squeeze. Like he My can, main
0: squeeze,
1: you know, you can invest, you can be available for a lot of things that happen in the church or happen mm-hmm. in your community because you don't have the extra Commitment. Commitment of being married or having kids mm-hmm. or the extra opinion of someone else. You right. can be like, well, I'm choosing to do this and I can yeah. do it because yeah. I'm in charge of myself. <laughs> right, right. And yeah, when you add, start adding all the accessories of life, mm-hmm. that's when things get harder and you can't be as available right, for God. But I mean, I think you've... Enter a different way. Like you can. You become available for other things. Mm-hmm. I think that you. It's harder sometimes for a single person to get. I don't know what. But. Yeah, you can get whatever I feel you like want.
0: maybe. But. I mean I would say probably most of the disciples. I think it mentions like a couple of them. Having quote unquote left families. Indicating they probably had wives. That they were like having to travel back and forth seeing and stuff like they were basically like all right honey i'm traveling for work you know i'm a missionary now um but it sounds like some of them were not married so they both had tough things to leave behind like whether it was wives or parents or businesses or you know Mm -hmm. they all had tough things to kind of sacrifice for following after jesus and Obviously it sounds like Paul wasn't married if he's saying it's better to be like me and not mm-hmm. be married, so it sounds like he's not married. And we don't we don't know for sure. Some people speculate he might be divorced that when he uh, you know, had his encounter with the Lord and, and had his transformation and and changed over to the right, to the light side. Um, it's possible that he had been married and she didn't want to go that way. Um mm. so so for him to say those things you know and obviously if jesus is the you know he was both man and god but he laid aside his like godship to be man he stayed single his whole manliness the whole manliness his whole, whole manliness 33 was years of manliness yeah so yeah obviously we don't know like he, he you know he 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 finished his work at 33 years old. So I don't, mm. I don't know if he thinks all men should end their lives at 33 years old. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily uh, a formula for no. this is how all human lives should look. <laughs> they should all be done at 33. Uh, but, but obviously like there, you know, there's a lot of times in scripture where it's basically saying like, Hey, if you're not going to be able to stay single, cause you're going to burn with passion and all those kinds of things. Probably a good idea to get married. Lusty lust, it's a you thing. know. Yeah, but it's not a requirement to be a good Christian and to be a useful Christian. Oh, in no. fact, it can be a hindrance because yeah. you have to consider what the other person is feeling and
1: mm.
0: what they're leaving behind, or what you're asking them to step into. And mm. so, all in all, marriage is awesome. And so is singleness, which we're going to talk more about on our next episode. And if you're catching on to our rhythm, we have bumped Holy Bitties to an every other week podcast. Now, I looked up the definition. Bi-weekly means both twice a week and every other week. Oh. Bi-monthly means both twice a month or every other month. So, it's both a bi-weekly and bi-monthly podcast, depending on how you interpret the word. Wow. What would you naturally say? Bi-weekly? I or would, would you say, say bi-monthly? every other week. Yeah, what... Which one <laughs> would you use for that? Bi-weekly or bi-monthly? Bi-weekly. Yeah, that's what I come to. I'm always like, yeah, it's bi-weekly. But... Bi-monthly, for me, seems like a longer amount of time. But it's the same thing. That's oh, maybe just twice a month, every other week might not fall exactly. Yeah, oh, good yeah, point. Good yeah, point. Yeah. So either way, it's E O W every E-O-W. other week. E O Dubs. short okay. that just now. Just getting used. Then a, it took the a little bit longer
1: because she had to explain it. Sometimes <laughs> that happens.
0: So every other week, you're gonna hear from us. Which means in two weeks, you will hear a little more about singleness. I have a lot
1: to say about it. Caitlin is an expert. I'm pretty single.
0: (laughs) Pretty single. (laughs) My two best friends are my sister and my other sister. Single-handedly.
1: Crushing it. Crushing it. Sort of. Boom. Depends on your definition of crushing it.
0: Well, according to Paul, you're the best Christian on earth. Well, I wasn't going to say it. But, oh, since but since Paul said it. Paul said it. It's in the Bible.
1: My name's there. So <laughs> picture of me
0: mm-hmm. right there Paul. Me and old Polly just hang We off. were just friends. Air we're quotes. Just friends, air guys. quotes. We were just friends, guys. No, nothing nothing happened. Nothing <laughs> awkward. And that was me dropping my phone. <laughs> uh, so, yes, in 2 weeks time, you will hear a little more about singleness. So, if you have any things that you would like us to specifically go over that have to do with singleness, whether it's dating, or friendships, or boundaries, or all that kind of fun stuff, or just random opinions you have about singleness, uh, feel free to comment on this week's episode at www.com.com? dot Soundcloud.com. Holy biddies. I did it! Hey! Uh, comment on this week's episode. Uh, you can also just leave niceties if you love us and anything negative, you know, only do it if you can say it in a way that Eeyore would have said it.
1: Only if you can do it in a way that won't hurt my feelings and I won't cry about it. And then when I see you, I won't call you out Mm. because I will. Good point. But also we love it.
0: We love it. Comment. Also, share, um, share this episode if you think it's encouraging, fun, or just weird, and you want someone else to enjoy the weirdness. Uh, share this with your friends. Put us on Facebook. We're looking into other social medias. We're going to start a I think we're starting a twit, twit account. Tweets. Sweet tweets. Sweet tweets. Uh, so, stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. And we love you all. Whether you're married, single, divorced, Dating Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, Nutella, Espresso. We love all of you. Or if you live in New Jersey, get ready because newest Jersey is. I can't wait till newest Jersey happens.
1: I want to make a TV show called Newest Jersey. Mm -hmm. It's like Jersey Shore, but not. And a lot of Bernie Sanders.
0: A lot of Bernie Sanders. Just tons of Bernie Sanders.
1: But it's going to not be really Bernie Sanders. It's going to be an impressionist right? called Birdie Sanders.
0: Birdie Sanders. Yes. So look forward to newest jersey. And he's going to have a St. Bernard. (laughs) And he's always going to say, we should put a bird on it. Let's put a bird on it.
1: (laughs) He's going to just have a parakeet that rests right on his shoulder. (laughs) And he's, like, going to bend his ear to the parakeet like it's talking to him all the time. What's up?
0: What's up? (laughs) Little Bernie?
1: Little Bernie. (laughs) His first name is Little Bernie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having all the ideas. Maybe he
0: can have, like, an ex-roommate named Ert. Like, Ert and Bernie. Instead of Bert and Ernie. (laughs) Well, get ready for that also. We're going to write this later today. <laughs> so, have yourselves a merry little weekend. Oh, I've been
1: singing Christmas. Anyway. I know, I'm ready. I'm ready. Like, August, my soul is ready. But I'm ready.
0: Oh, yeah. And have a happy and safe uh, Labor Day. Don't work too hard. Don't work. Don't or have babies. don't work at all. Don't have a baby on Labor Day. They tell you They a, tell you no labor. A Sabbath for labor, basically. <laughs> so don't do that don't hold it in just you know you can hold a baby in you just cross your legs and pretty sure. it's not that hard pretty sure women do that all the time pretty sure that's how it works right that's what c-sections are yeah <laughs> just keep crossing your legs honey
1: <laughs> oh on that note
0: uh, this is a
1: perfect time to just say bye
0: <laughs> peace out see ya and bye, bye.